from the block from the block from the block from the block hello and welcome to from the block podcast today's guest is a young and ambitious director from ukraine tim darmanov he has gained his directorial experience in commercials and music videos and built a strong portfolio of work over the years Tim has worked with the world's biggest brands such as Apple and created music videos for various artists, including Eurovision winners. Now, based in the UK, he's working on new exciting projects and wants to deliver outstanding and provocative content to wider audiences. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, hello, hello. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. Uh, Love this place, love the studio. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We are so happy to have you here. And um, well, I, well, should we start? Maybe um, when did you move to the UK? I moved about one year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, I moved uh, from Ukraine during the war. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a little bit difficult. I just, oh, yeah. uh, I... Um, spent some time in Poland first of all mm-hmm. and after that moved to the UK mm-hmm. uh, to Manchester right. and uh, basically I was uh, under under like scheme like Homes for Ukraine mm-hmm. with my partner mm-hmm. and we lived with host family first like uh, few months mm-hmm. in Manchester. Yeah. Wow, wow. Oh my goodness. Like yeah, it's 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 so hard to like just even think about what your country is currently going through. So I'm really, really you know, sorry about that. And uh but you know it's great that you've managed to get yourself and your partner into a safer place. Um and I hope that UK is welcoming for you. So um so first of all, well which part of Ukraine uh did you come from? Oh from Kiev actually. So right, right from the capital, um, and uh, and you've mentioned that you you had a, a stopover in Poland. So what did you did you have to like just pack your suitcases and go, or was it something planned? Was it through the scheme that you had a you know? Oh, a- um, actually, I I wasn't to be really honest. I wasn't sure that I want to move. Mm-hmm. I just was. I, I just had to do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect even that I would do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't book any just uh, flights. I didn't book any uh, just um, hotels, etc. in Poland. Uh, basically, Poland is the nearest uh, like uh, country to yeah. Ukraine, actually, to, to move. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I actually, I just uh, moved. And after that, I just, okay. I'll go to Aquapark for one day <laughs> because, <Wow. laughs> yeah, like uh, in in Warsaw, because oh, I uh, I don't have where to uh, to stay. It it will be like it 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 it's not nice to just stay anywhere in cafe with your no, uh, with your laptop and uh, just sit there and wait to come. Yeah, yeah. To, for what's next? Yeah. Right? So I decided to go to just <laughs> Aquapark. Oh my goodness! And spend some time there, just chilling, and oh uh, yeah, nice, nice, nice. I just uh, new life, new life. Okay. Oh wow! <laughs> that's that, I mean, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that sounds like a crazy story. That must have been so stressful as well. Uh, is your family still in Kiev? Uh, my father uh, in 
Ukraine right now in, in Kiev, yeah. But my mother moved uh, probably, I think, eight months ago uh, mm -hmm. to Ireland. Right, yeah, she relocated so, as yeah, well. Really wow. nice place, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how do you, how do you find UK? Oh, um, when I arrived here, I just, wow, so nice. People are so just... There's nice. Wow, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I arrived actually from um, Warsaw. I had a ticket to Liverpool, and after mm -hmm. that, ticket to train to Manchester. Manchester. And when I arrived to Liverpool, I, I I I didn't know English well one year ago. Actually, I didn't know days of week. <laughs> no. And yeah, actually. So yeah. this that now we're we're talking. It, it, it's a year that took you to learn English to this level that we are now chatting on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Well, uh, well done. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's really strange. Uh, but when I arrived in Liverpool, I thought, wow, uh, accent. Accent of Liverpool, like oh, Carlos's yeah. accent, it's 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 amazing. It's I just I just thought, are they are they from Germany? Or was, I mean, <laughs> no. And after that, I I just realized it's just it's it's not tourists, it's locals. <laughs> they just they're just speaking like that. But but it's actually really nice. I I started to learn a little bit Carlos's accent, like Hanovchongen, <laughs> something like that. So sorry for this, but yeah, it's really uh, just. It was oh, wow. really interesting. I mean, to be to be honest, I I knew English when I moved here, and like eleven odd years ago. And I remember in the first years, it was like a group of uh, Liverpool football fans on the train, and for like a few minutes, I mean, I was not properly listening, but like just the melody and stuff. I also assumed that they were not from this country, and then I just like. Oh, oh my God! No, they mm. are actually speaking English. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, oh gosh, but probably the toughest accent after Scottish, which is considered a language, a separate language, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's it's wow. You're doing very well linguistically, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> you're very, very talented. Thank you very much for that. So after when you when you arrived and 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 settled, what what is your perception of the UK? And obviously, um, I'm also itching to hear about your career as a director because obviously you were, you started direct you were a director in in the in Ukraine, and now you are actively you know working in this country. So how was that transition? Like, not really planned, but yeah, here here you are. How did this country and industry welcomed you as a as a Ukrainian director? Um, as, uh, as I said, uh, when I arrived, I thought that people are nice and they were nice when I started to write to uh, producers. Mm -hmm. But be, be, because uh, there is only one way for me as an immigrant mm -hmm. to just write to production companies mm -hmm. and start to work with them. But sometimes it's extremely difficult because... Uh, Maybe it's a little bit harsh to say, but uh, I'm not used to superficial relationships oh, because mm -hmm. these ni mm -hmm. uh, nice people, they are like um, nice superficially sometimes, but sometimes they are really like nice. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're just uh, trying to speak with uh, uh, these people and they and it, it, it feels like, wow, I first time when I spoke with them, and it was really cool. But after that, I realized, hey, uh, it, it feels like they just, uh, they're going to give you a job, but not, no, no. It's, it's just 
it's just nice people and that's it. Uh, mm -hmm, they are mm -hmm. not going to work with you. So you just, I just had to uh, speak, 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 speak with people again. And after that, you just, uh, they're answering the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, 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 man. And after that, just uh, one day, one day and somebody just uh, called you. Hey, we have like perfect project for you. Awesome. Uh, let's try to work on that. And yeah. Uh, and it's nice. Actually, uh, first project in uh, the UK I had in Manchester, mm -hmm. actually. Nice. And yeah. Yeah, they do. They do a lot of shoots in Manchester. I think like London is obviously the biggest hub, but like the second biggest is Manchester. Lots of television productions go are going on there. And uh, there are lots of studios, lots of broadcasters. They move the, the offices to, to Manchester. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I hear you obviously being a producer myself and knowing this industry since years now uh, I, I know what you mean I think it's a combination of, of both like obviously the um, I don't know how to describe it I don't know if it's western or like specifically uh, British British are very polite which is a fantastic thing because the I mean obviously you can find rude people in the tube and uh, you know there is the, the, there will always be rude people around like in any part of the world but uh, in generally um, yeah British culture British way of being is, is polite uh, people say thank you people say please and that's great and we not necessarily have it always in, in Eastern European countries we can be quite rough <laughs> let's put it that way uh, so politeness, politeness is great, but especially when you are um, um, maybe not new, not new to the industry, but new to the environment, it can be misjudged as something that, oh, like, you know, a conversation or even like, I don't know, you, you shot something, you, you, you're showing something to the client and they're like, oh, yeah, lovely, lovely. And then they send you tons of feedback and you'll just be like, oh, my God, like, really? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the uh, it, it takes, I think, time to sort of like, you know, get used to it, that people will always have a smiley face. Superficially, they will uh, they will try to maintain certain standards uh, of politeness. Uh, but if you want the real answer, uh, it's not necessarily always be given to you straight. Uh, mm. What is easier in Eastern European countries that people, uh, yeah, they speak their mind. They do, they're just like yes, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can be quite short as well, but um, yeah, uh, at least at least you know what you stand on. Um, I personally don't know what I prefer. I think a mixture of both. And like you said, nice people. Th there are nice people everywhere as well and once you find those people you want to work with them over and over again um but okay let's chat about your your career as a director so when when did it start how what inspired you to be a director oh actually i started a long time ago as a videographer mm -hmm. really i was a silly one <laughs> uh, <laughs> why a silly one yeah because i i, I was that uh, I, i'm quite young right now so basically i started when i was younger for sure <laughs> and uh 
and I started to earn some money, and I just said, "Ah, I'm earning money. I'm, ah, I'm boss. <laughs> I can, yeah. I can buy PlayStation and games and 4K <laughs> TV." Yeah, so we're basically a kid with yeah. a camera that's, that that discovered that oh, you can make some money through having yeah. fun with camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As so, because of it, it's it's, it's just spoil, a spoiling experience when you just uh, when your peers just uh, doing something strange, just walking cafe, and you can just. Uh, just make photos, make just videos and just uh, having fun. But sometimes, of course, I worked with strange people who just, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just walking, uh, film it right now. <laughs> like yeah. just, okay, okay, nice. And uh, yeah, it's a spoiling experience. But after that, I had a little party in my home and one friend invited another friend. He, he was um, a DP. Mm -hmm. in in ukraine as well uh so uh and he uh he was young as me and mm -hmm. but he he he's he was extremely talented mm -hmm. and he he was literally dp worked with like uh, really popular uh popular artists etc and mm -hmm. just wow I'm, I'm i'm a videographer and i'm not a director i'm not a just uh um dp uh, just like nobody in the same time like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nobody and i just well i need to think to do something like nice because now i'm just earning money and that's it so mm -hmm. and i had really big stress because of it and mm -hmm. i just okay i need to do something i just found one friend who just uh, and his partner um was a I don't know, like something like musician or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I decided, okay, let's make a little like music video mm -hmm, for one minute, mm -hmm. just trying to do something. Yeah. And we made a little strangely video on my just cheap camera. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, after that, I realized, oh, I can do direct something. Mm -hmm. And after that, I started to ask every my client from videography to just let's make the video with budget. Let's make the video with budget. Please, I need just only 2,000 uh, pounds euro and just to make something, please to rent normal camera, to rent somebody, just something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, after that, one client said, okay, I have a screenplay for you. And wow. it was four years ago, actually. And um, they sent me really strange because it was for dental clinic or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, and okay. Just, okay, it was something really silly, like uh, like black and white image and uh, somebody just is dying and, hey, here is a dentist. Let's help this little boy to do that. And, just, <laughs> and I answered, oh, no, okay, it will cost like 5,000 euros. And <laughs> he answered like, Oh, I have only two. It's okay, let's do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I started to produce it, uh, found good DP for that. Uh, just asked him, sorry, I don't have enough budget for, for, for you, but I'm just trying to start to do something nice. It's, it's yeah. not quite nice, but I'm trying to do it. And yeah. we made it. We made it. It was really, really extremely strange video. Actually, we just... Uh, young boy is dying uh, like because of 
because of his teeth. Oh my god! Teeth or something, <laughs> like literally on the street. Like. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and actually, it was a really strange story because clinic um, was searching for creative director, and they found some guy from. Uh, Africa, <laughs> and, okay. and okay. he wrote really strange uh, scripts for Ukrainian audience. Yeah, <laughs> about a, a young boy dying on the streets of Kiev. Yeah, um, interesting. Be- because of teeth. Because, because of, of teeth. Problem, wow, problem wow. So, yeah. You know what? But sometimes, with the weirdest like creative combinations, the funniest things come uh, like are being created. I always think of like you know. Uh, the the experimental videos of uh, David Lynch. I used to love David Lynch. Uh, now, I, w- when I was younger, I loved everything that was quite dark and mysterious. So Sorry, but why used to? Is it what well, used to? Uh, because no, I mean, I, I think if I still think he's a brilliant director. I just like watching inspiring, more uplifting stories. When I get older, I just, I just. I just love that. Although he's not directing as much anymore and he's actually doing a lot of uplifting stuff of like transcendental meditation and and, yeah, and transcendental stuff. meditation. Too. Yeah, yeah. But you know, where, where he started, it was all like, it really reminds you of the idea that you actually shot like, you know, black and white films. He had this sort of monster baby that was crying under the radiator somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, I know this movie. Wow, it's, it's really perfect. And he even didn't didn't he tell didn't what, what it was. Yeah, because he was he was given money for like a short student short film, but actually he turned it into a feature. So there you go. Like when you told me like uh, a dental company hiring a creative director from Africa writing a script for Ukrainian audience and with a, a baby, a boy dying on the streets of Kiev because of his, his teeth. That richly like reminds me of this, I don't know, this crazy idea that, you know, David Lynch directed. And there you go. Years later, you know, he, he became one of the just those world famous author directors that everyone wanted to work with so you never know it's going to take you <laughs> farther than this yeah, so basically because of it, it developed my style a bit i mean because I, because i just um made their script weirder actually and made it oh, extremely God, yeah. weird and <laughs> it it was so odd it was so strange that people just it's odd that it's so fun <laughs> oh yeah uh, to, to to make because uh, yeah, it was e- extremely strange experience. Uh, be- be- I-, I don't know. You just need to watch it. It's really strange. I just don't want to describe what was in this video, but it was just shockingly strange. <laughs> and oh, God. It was a strange experience uh, to make this video. Is, is it available on like, YouTube and stuff? Or is or it's uh, something yeah, that... Actually. <laughs> yeah, actually. Actually, <laughs> okay. It's, it's available, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to be asking you to share the links everywhere, but I'm sure that quite a few people after listening to the story will have a little Google search. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what goes to, like, you know, the internet never disappears from the internet. Yeah, That's... true. Compromats, <laughs> etc. And after that, uh, DP, DP actually started to recommend me to uh, another production companies, actually. And um, he recommended me to one production company to make a music video for, like, quite popular um, artist in uh, our country. Mm-hmm. Oh, she actually um, 
right now uh, will be in Eurovision, next okay. Eurovision, yeah, Jerry yeah, Hale, right. actually. All and right. I made a music video for her. And I didn't have any good portfolio. He just recommended me. And I had a, I met producer. And I just, I just had to show my portfolio to him. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I don't have anything. You're and just praying for it to go well. <laughs> I, I just we, we we were in cafe and he asked, "Oh, do you have a portfolio?" And after that, uh, DP just started, "Hey man, what what's, what about <laughs> that?" <laughs> and we just okay, and he just forgot about it completely to ask me about portfolio etc. In and confirmed me. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> on, on that project, and I just oh God bless, yeah, <laughs> thank you, man. <laughs> so you got the job with, the, as a director without showing your showreel portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. Yeah, just, just okay, I believe you. Okay. Everyone has to start somewhere, I'm telling you. So, you know, that was your moment. <laughs> yeah, it was it was my moment. So basically, uh, but, but in England, it's more difficult because people try to check you. Everything. Ch True, ch check yeah. Check Every background work, to, yeah, yeah, background works, etc. To to be sure that you are okay, but in, in Ukraine it it was easier because you can just uh, be confident and people just believe you. <laughs> 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 and, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to, to be fair, yeah, it's true because you know that a lot of talent arrives to London to make the career, and um, and yeah, myself, like you know, I work with with directors all the time and uh oh goodness me especially for like commercial projects you know sometimes tons of directors you know the issue is that a lot of directors they they are almost like put in a in a niche so for example i don't know once you've directed something with footballers and it it's also i don't know it's it's all like whatever docu-style and you actually want to direct VFX and stuff, nobody's going to give you that job until they see that you've done it for somebody and to have the first shot on doing something different. You can't. You usually have to like find your own opportunities or even self-fund like a short film just to, or like a music video, do it for free just to show to people that, look, I can actually direct that. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I said VFX, although VFX is actually one of those things that you want to have um, quite a bit of experience because it can be quite uh, complex and scary. I always feel for directors on set, there are so many decisions to make and a lot of imagination that they have to use because often what you see is like bits and bobs and on on green screen or like and the rest yeah. will be will happen later. Uh, but anyways. Anyways, certainly I, I, like the biggest pain of directors who are doing pretty well and do have jobs, the worry is that they keep doing the same job over and over again because, especially like in London, same as in New York, like people will literally look at what you've done and the next job that they will give you will be very similar to what you've done before. Um, so I think creatively... Uh, the farther you go as a director, you want to you wanna push yourself, constantly ask for something new <clears throat> and challenging. And even if it's that opportunity is not given to you, you have to create that opportunity for yourself. Um, but yeah, the start is always the most difficult and you made it uh, <laughs> without a showreel or anything. You got the job. So then you, you worked with... Um, 
just before the, the uh, starting the the recording, we were chatting that you worked with uh, with Podolski. Um, yeah. You also shot commercials for for Apple, and uh, so tell me more how how your career evolved, and also where you want to progress farther as a director. Yeah, actually, um, yeah. After I made that music video for our artist, uh, so it it became easier for me because I I had actually portfolio with mm -hmm. maybe one two works or something like that. Mm -hmm. We made a few music videos for like for free or something like that, and after that, commercials, commercials, and commercials because I I was able to write to uh, different production companies mm -hmm. uh, to just be be in touch with them and just make commercials it was kind of easier mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. actually uh in terms of, of work for iphone uh, mm -hmm. i made that commercial for for, for iphone it was uh, yeah it, it was quite difficult but nothing special to say about it mm -hmm. and for lucas Spodolsky, mm -hmm. it was interesting experience because uh it was my um, it was a Ukrainian team, actually, but we made it in uh, Poland. So I don't know Polish language, so I had to uh, speak in English somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because of it, it was a little bit difficult, uh, actually. Um, and work with Podolsky, kind of interesting experience, because I didn't have any experience to work with uh, footballers. Uh, footballers. And it was fun, because... Uh, he told uh, his manager, told to our producers that he likes potatoes. But what kind of potatoes? He didn't say. So we, we had big table with different potatoes like mash, chips, crisps, etc. <laughs> and just let's get out. <laughs> Do you have something? <laughs> we have something for you. You're like you pick and choose. You like potatoes. Yeah. How funny is that? Like that a Polish person loves potatoes. So I I think it like here is uh, I spoke to a lot of like uh, people from Ireland and everyone jokes around like what you eat in Ireland is, is potatoes. Like we're in Poland we say the same thing. Like what you eat in Poland, like the basis of, of Polish cuisine is a potato. <laughs> yeah. Tasty potatoes actually. Poland love love Polish potatoes. Yeah. I, I I've heard that this it was like probably law in the UK that you can't um, just illegally um, uh, transfer uh, potatoes from Poland to the UK. Yeah, Is it <laughs> might be a thing after the Brexit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I just heard about something like that. No, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, goodness me! Like after after Brexit, there are so many things that you know. Uh, the, the the most recent one that was on the news uh, is that from I think next month they can't import flowers from Netherlands. Uh, I mean, it is possible, but they have to quarantine for like five days or something. And, you know, when you have like tulips and stuff that, that they have to literally go through the channel and be sold the following day, that will apparently very like affect all the, the flowers. So and, and potato being food, there are even more checks. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe if they found something weird in Polish potatoes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious about it. Yeah. And uh, what else to say? What um, would you like to progress as a director? Um, what would you like to direct? What kind of specialty would you like to have? For now, actually, I'm directing in general like comedies, brand videos, tech stuff. But in future, actually, I don't have any ambitions to be a director of future 
movies and something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I I just want to direct uh, only commercials and a little music video at the top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you like short form, basically. So, sorry. You like short form uh, because yeah, yeah yeah true true yeah because I I think I think yeah it's uh, directing feature film is a completely different story. I do know a lot of people that, from directors to um, DPs, editors as well. Some people just, a lot of them, obviously, they're like, oh, I, in the future, I want to work on movies and stuff. It's but but it's months. It's, it's For a director, I think it's like, solid. it depends on the future, but it can be, you can do one feature a year. It's, it's your baby. You have to live and sit with it sometimes for years from like developmental first idea and chance. Yeah. Uh, it can be consuming. Actually, and also, I don't believe that people who make commercials and spend time on it uh, mm -hmm. can make good movies. Why? Because it's, as you, as you, as you say, it's completely another job. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make movies, just make movies. You have phone. You mm -hmm. can just film it. You can write all the time, just screenplay. Mm -hmm. uh, just you, you, you can write 10 screenplays. Choose one. Film it on your iPhone, make like little animatic of it, and understand how it works. After one month, you can say, "Oh, it's so terrible." Write it again, write it again, write it again, and only after that maybe you'll make something good. But it's so difficult to make <laughs> movies, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And commercials, it just, it just, it just some tricks and interesting stuff. Oh, about my uh, progress in future. <coughs> So when I arrived here, I've just realized that uh, we had really big problem in our market in general, Eastern European market. Uh, we can, uh, creative agencies in Eastern European countries can just tear off some ideas from American uh, advertisement, from um, English advertisement mm -hmm. and make their own advertisement. This and is a people copy, look, yeah. Just copy. Mm -hmm. And... People just okay, nice, cool, uh, love it. But uh, in my opinion, it's it's terrible because I had the same problem. Probably I have it right now as well. So and basically, I started to think about it a, a lot, and I made really big list of like references uh, for me and categorized them to if if I will copy something, mm -hmm. I and I say to myself that I can't copy something mm -hmm. just just trying to make unique stuff unique tricks etc of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i copy something like trying to just develop Move some, some elements some, yeah, some so. i don't know a camera movement or kind yeah. of lighting you can just use it as an inspo but it can be like a carbon copy literally of like oh somebody did this commercial so i'm gonna exactly <laughs> yeah yeah be a copycat <laughs> yeah in eastern european country it was okay but here you live with these people you live with people who made this advertisement. You yeah. can meet them on, on the street. You can write them and meet them. Mm -hmm. But you, you can't copy them because you, you know them. You, you are here. Yeah. And you won't be unique. And it's it's a problem because now I don't feel that, uh, as, you, as, you, as you said before, uh, people here uh, have niche and they need to work on it. And yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm not unique enough right now, so trying to develop it mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. try try my best. And in terms of um, advertisement, uh, you say that uh, you need to show something 
new to be in another niche. Actually, uh, I don't know, because you can actually, uh, all your money, what you earned mm-hmm. uh, for just, I don't know, car commercials, you just made uh, all, your, all your life car commercials. I know that people... Yeah, on. oh god, yeah, car commercials car are dangerous. Commercials, car commercials, yeah. and after that you just can invest this money to make something else. Yeah. And yeah. make like spec commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not real commercial to yeah. show to the people like you can do something better. But probably these people <laughs> so deep inside car commercial that they will make accidentally car commercial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. yeah, yeah. It's it's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I do know. Yeah, it's it's good that you are mentioning car commercials because they are like a typical and food commercials. Oh but, my god! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so terrible. When so, uh, but tell you what, from but it, it's such a dangerous niche. I know directors who for like thirty odd years they make. Honestly, on a decent career and decent money directing back-to-back food commercials for food chain brands, supermarkets, and it will be all about flying tomatoes, splashing eggs in the flour, and like like some kind of slow-mo. That's their style. And they would get jobs one after another. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, it's um, and now it, it all depends from from the person because uh, some people are like suffer a lot from being stuck in that niche, and they arrive to the point like, I just cannot go to another set and direct food like this is it, or like oh I can go to another set and direct just car commercials, uh, and they that's what they do. They take their own money and they invest them in like a short film, or I don't know, they want human interest and they they direct this documentary or whatever. Um, some others, they think like, oh, it's kind of boring. I'm just, I feel like I'm like a robot. Like I'm just showing up on set and doing, directing the same sort of commercial over and over again. But you know, money is good. And the more you, the more you do it, yeah. the more work you get. That's so weird. And, and I know people who like, they're very, I don't want to mention names, but like, yeah, he's like in his, his mid fifties. And now it's almost like too late to, to do Change any. It. Yeah, but he's been doing just, you know, big supermarket commercials for like 30 odd years and, you know, good money and stuff. So he's kind of said, well, yeah, I could have changed. He's now sort of thinking, oh, maybe I, I should a little bit <laughs> leave my niche, but hard to do after a hundred of commercials <laughs> for like Tesco, <laughs> you know. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, um so okay, so what are you currently working on, and what is coming next? Oh, actually, I'm working on um, a brand video. It's mm-hmm. like maybe you don't know this company, but it's like was one of the first uh, telecommunication um, companies mm-hmm. in London, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably. Maybe I'm not sure. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, no uh, w- one of the pioneers. Let's go call it that. Yeah, way. yeah, and uh, yeah, we we are doing like interesting brand video. So basically, it's without actors. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Interesting. And we are going to just um, yeah. It's it's really difficult to describe what's going on in this commercial. It's probably I, I shouldn't tell it. <laughs> oh yeah, NDAs. Um, oh God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've. Yeah, I also can't talk a lot about my projects, but... <laughs> but actually, because it's extremely complicated in terms of technician stuff, mm-hmm. I had to learn 
by myself without just because it was really necessary for the director to understand it uh, to use Blender 3D programs to oh, wow. imitate something like, for example, light. Uh, imitate wow. light because it's really difficult light um, composition yeah. in uh, this because it's not yeah, DP should do that but not in this case because it's like kind of complicated stuff mm -hmm. and I needed to understand how it works in yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. this case so yeah that kind of stuff but no, wow. nothing right now nothing special to say about it but yeah it will be kind of interesting I think oh, wow I mean it's a, it's a you see like it's great to work on the projects on uh, the, which you learn uh, and, yeah. and but like it, it might not be you know the piece that you will be remembering for the rest of your life but every single job if you can you can learn new things if you push yourself farther that's the best thing you can do as a director um, oh and um uh, I also wanted to know a, a little bit more about your, well, technique and inspiration for directing the um, uh, the music video with uh, where you use the props from uh, Russian soldiers and uh, I think that that one was nominated right to uh, yeah, music video awards in Berlin. Yeah, so that that's such an interesting piece of work. I watched it over and over again. And uh, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, so tell me. Can you tell us more about this project? Uh, so basically, a general idea of that project was to tell story only through um, each items, mm -hmm. uh, only through items, without actors, without anyone. So basically, uh, we used uh, real gears of uh, yeah Russian soldiers. Uh, mm -hmm. I can say like that Russian soldiers. So. Uh, basically and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and we uh, negotiated with museum in ukraine mm -hmm. um, of russian ukrainian war to to do that so mm -hmm. it's literally exponents mm -hmm. from exhibition oh, okay yeah. i see and and a uh, and the technique because it's quite dramatic as well like you know seeing the it's like f uh, traveling, like the camera travels through a, a child's room as well. And uh, uh, how how this idea came came about? How you mean technique like uh, camera equipment or something like uh, that? Not necessarily that, but um, you know the inspiration to tell the story. And obviously, like were you considering the the lyrics of the song to to put this this idea together? Was it something that came from the from the, the musical artist or uh, it's idea from budget to be really honest all uh, right because <laughs> uh, we had like two thousand euros pounds uh for that only and it yeah, looks only. way more expensive yeah, well it, done it weighs more uh it looks way more expensive because it, it should be but we made really good economy in everything i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we just didn't have any actors and okay what we can do with that mm -hmm. and okay let's just tell story through items and mm -hmm. we are starting from like um apartment of girl mm -hmm. and uh, yeah and after that we are showing how her apartment just uh, her things in uh, her apartment just starting to be uh, like uh, awkward like so something strange is happening Mm -hmm. And he can't understand why, and it feels like, uh, like it feels like 
uh, her life is going to change dramatically mm-hmm. <laughs> in in bad way. Mm-hmm. And after that, we are shown like uh, uh, that it's it's a partner that we have transitioned like underneath mm-hmm. uh, that we are in bunker right now. Mm-hmm. And after that, just lightning of uh, like we can say from from rockets, mm-hmm. uh, just showing some details of life in bunker mm-hmm. and yeah and it it was actually real real items real just uh drawings of uh, kids mm-hmm. uh during the war and uh yeah and and it's, it was really strange but um that bunker it's like it's it's not uh it's it's like replication of that bunker in um where uh, people uh, hide first uh, days of war, but they used real items. And kids, kids played with thanks in bunker. It's oh, so strange. Gosh, and, gosh that's uh, why. Oh, wow. And because of it, we filmed it because it was so strange that uh, kids played with tanks during real tanks outside. And you should scare them, but oh my god, wow! And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's 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 inspiration from museum actually, from everything like half of it, like from museum, because you just can't show it and it will tell story. You just need to put it in uh, right way mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's 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 such a nicely uh, nicely shot video. Uh, and and yeah, uh, brilliant idea. It must must have been also like, must have hit home uh, quite close with to you because obviously uh, your war experiences must have been like you know uh, quite traumatic. Because no matter how how closely you experience war, it's always traumatic. And then directing a video like that, and you know, there's a lot of darkness in it, but equally it's really, really, really fascinating. And yeah, like you said, it's like, it's almost like I felt like somebody told me a story, but there was no actors. So yeah, well done with um, just pulling it all together with, with no human being like in front of camera. It, it did tell the story with objects, like you say. So yeah, so well done for that. So Thank if you. people want to work with you, uh, get you on another commercial where people can find you. Um, Instagram and other socials. In Instagram, by mm-hmm. me, uh, yeah, and any socials, <laughs> even LinkedIn, mm-hmm. even Facebook. And even. what is your Instagram handle? Is is Tim dot? Uh, uh, so Tim Darmanov. So yeah. oh, Tim Darm, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Uh, yeah, Tim Darm. I can. I can. I can see you literally. Pick my phone. You are Tim oh, cool. Darm. Thank no, no dots. <laughs> Sometimes I don't remember my own. I'm like, <gasps> uh, yeah. but yeah, you are Tim Darm. Uh, T I M D A R M on Instagram. So there, on Instagram, you post some of your work as well, which is a great place to 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 find you. I think. And uh, well, Tim, thank you so much for coming to the studio and sharing your story. Um, I hope you settle uh, well in the in the UK and um, and then you will enjoy 
maybe we, one day we will meet on set. You never know. It's a never small know. industry. So, so yeah, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story and uh, wishing you best of luck. And let's definitely keep in touch. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Woo!